Good morning. Off to a bit of a late start today. Uh, today is Friday, April the 15th, and it's Good Friday, so it should be kind of overcast and rainy today. It seems that's often what happens. And this is really a holy time for so many different cultures and spiritual teachings. Uh, it's the Asian New Year was celebrated, I think, yesterday was the full moon day, and we have Jewish holidays and Christian holidays, and so it's uh, it's really a special time of the year. So I hope whatever you're celebrating or uh, honoring in your household that you're that uh, that's that you're enjoying this special time and celebrating it the way your family likes to. Maybe it's a, just a quiet time of contemplation for you, but uh, enjoy those special times are meaningful for us. So today I want to read. It's a very sh- it's a very short essay from the issue. The Issue at Hand by Gil Fronsdale, and this is a book on essays on Buddhist mindfulness practice, and they are short and very pointed. I mean, very the very good seeds of information in each one that I've read over the years. This one is called The Storms of Spiritual Life. That just drew me to it. Through effort, attention, restraint, and self-control, the wise person can become an island no flood will overwhelm. Dhammapada 25. The Storms of Spiritual Life Expecting Buddhist practice to entail only joy and ease is naive. More realistic is to expect both joy and sorrow, ease and struggle. If the practice is to engage with our full life, then inevitably we will practice in times of crisis, loss, or painful self-confrontation. Certainly it would be nice to negotiate these times with calm, grace, and wisdom. However, If we are hard on ourselves for not doing so, we only add to our suffering and hinder the growth of compassion. Evaluating our spiritual practice by the presence of joy and ease is often myopic. It overlooks the range of other personal qualities that we need to develop. An analogy may illustrate this. Imagine two people setting out to cross a large lake, each in a small rowboat. The first sets out on a clear day with the lake surface as still and flat as a mirror, a gentle breeze and a steady current pushing the boat from behind. Each time the oars are dipped into the water, the boat shoots across the lake, rowing in ease and delightful. Rowing is easy and delightful. Quickly the rower reaches the far side of the lake. She may congratulate herself for being quite skilled. 
The second rower heads out across the same lake during a great storm. Powerful winds, currents, and waves move in the direction opposite the boat. With each pull of the oars, the boat barely moves forward, only to lose most of the distance gained when the oars are raised out of the water for the next pull. After much effort, she makes it to the far side of the lake. This rower may feel discouraged at her lack of skill. Probably most people would prefer to be the first rower. However, the second rower is the one who has become stronger from the exertion and is therefore thereby better prepared for future challenges. I have known meditators who have congratulated themselves for their meditative proficiency when practice has been easy. And I have known meditators filled with doubt and self-condemnation when the practice has been stormy. Practicing with our best effort during periods of crisis and personal struggle may not bring about spiritual highs. It may, however, bring something more important, a strengthening of the inner qualities that sustain a spiritual life for the long term. Mindfulness, persistence, courage, compassion, humility, renunciation, discipline, concentration, faith, acceptance, and kindness. For Buddhist practice, one of the most important inner capacities to develop is awareness of intention. Our intention is like a muscle. Following through our intent, following through on our intention to practice, to be mindful and compassionate during times of difficulty is an important way of strengthening it. The beauty of this is that even if our efforts are clumsy or if we don't accomplish a particular task, the intention muscle has still been strengthened every time we use it especially if it is being nourished by faith and clear comprehension. As our core motivations become stronger and we develop more confidence and appreciation in them, they become a resource and refuge in times of difficulty. Meditators all too often measure their practice by their meditative experiences, in quotes. While a range of such potential experiences can play an important role in Buddhist spirituality, day-to-day practice is more focused on developing our inner faculties and strengths. This includes cultivating awareness and investigation in all circumstances, whether the weather is clear or stormy. A wealth of inner strength follows in the wake of mindfulness and persistence. I like that sentence. A wealth of inner strength follows in the wake of mindfulness and persistence. Such strength is often accompanied by feelings of calm and joy. But more important, it allows us to remain awake and free under conditions of both joy and sorrow. I 
think that's a really good one, especially for these days. Um, you may be this may be a wonderful time for you, or it could be a dark, cloudy kind of uh, dark night of the soul kind of period, where, where we see so much turmoil in the world, and we have there's a kind of a sense of we don't know where we're going as a com- as a country, as a culture, as a world community. This uh, community of the world that we're all connected to because of our access to information and social media and just being able to jump on the computer and get information about any place in the world. It's a blessing and a curse because we're seeing, we're seeing everything where people are having difficulty and countries are having difficulty and, um, we're not quite out of the woods with the the with coronavirus and people's concerns about what's going to be happening in the future and uh, economies are are shaky all over so it's it's very important for us to see that I love this let me read a few sentences again I like this many of us have hearts that are encrusted. Well, this isn't a different... Let me read this next essay because I think it fits in and I think we we have time to do that. So following on the essay that we just read, The Storms of Spiritual Life, this is another... This is a very short one. It's called Heartfelt Practice. And here's the Dhammapada verse. Whatever a mother father, or other relative may do, far better is the benefit from one's own rightly directed mind. Dhammapada 43. Heartfelt practice. The English word mindfulness is the usual translation for the Pali word sati. S-A-T-I, sati. Most generally, sati means to hold something in awareness. When the Chinese translated Indian Buddhist terms into Chinese characters, sati became a character with two halves. The top half is the character for the present moment, and the bottom half is the character for heart. The combination suggests that mindfulness is connected to the heart, to being heartful in the present moment. It points to the possibility of holding our experience in our hearts to having an accepting, soft, and spacious awareness toward whatever is occurring. At times, mindfulness practice can feel a bit dry. It can seem to involve a detached, objective, or unfeeling attitude toward our experience in the present moment. However, such an attitude arises when mindfulness is confused with subtle fear, distance, resistance, or judgment. Luckily, the mindfulness practice is self-correcting. The continued effort to notice what is actually going on in the present will, in due time, reveal the subtle tension that underlies a detached attitude. If we can clearly recognize the dryness of practice, it can be a signal that helps us reestablish 
a softer, more tender presence. Or alternatively, it can be an indication that we need to hold the very dryness with soft acceptance. Many of us have hearts that are encrusted with anxieties, fears, aversions, sorrows, and an array of defensive armor. The non-reactive and accepting awareness of mindfulness will help to dissolve those crusts. The practice has a cyclic quality. It is self-reinforcing. At first, the practice will allow us to let go of a small amount of defensiveness. That release allows a corresponding amount of openness and tender-heartedness to show itself. This process encourages us to drop even more armor. Slowly, a greater sense of heartfelt heartfeltness supports the further development of mindfulness. As our neurotic thought patterns drop away, layers of judgment and resistance atrophy, and the need to define ourselves through hard-held identities relaxes. As this happens, the natural goodness of the, sh- of the heart shines by itself. I'm going to read those two sentences again. As our neurotic thought patterns drop away, layers of judgment and resistance atrophy, and the need to define ourselves through hard-held identities relaxes. As this happens, the natural goodness of the heart shines by itself. The impulse is to be aware, happy, compassionate, and free. All come from the goodness of our hearts. As we connect to these intentions and allow them to motivate our mindfulness practice, the practice becomes heartfelt. The Thai meditation master Ajahn Chah said that everything occurs within the heart. In mindfulness practice, we let our heart hold whatever arises within itself. So I think that one, to me, that one goes perfectly with the one I read first, and it speaks to what I was wanting to say. So sometimes the practice can be dry. And this, I love this sentence, however such an attitude arises when mindfulness is confused with subtle fear, distance, resistance, or judgment. But this practice is self-correcting, so that's good news. So if you're going through uh, periods of, of doubt or fear, or you're seeing things that you don't, maybe don't like about yourself or uh, haven't seen recently or ever before, remember that self-regulating uh, process is in action. And just keep going. Just be steadfast in your practice. Be diligent. And keep wanting to see clearly. So uh, I hope these essays are uh, helpful. I think Gil Fronsdale's writing is, is really just on target. So why don't we sit for, we have a little bit, we have at least I think if I'm looking at my clock right, we have about 10 minutes we can practice together. So let's just be with our breath.
So let your body feel. You know, you can move your shoulders and move your head and do whatever you need to do to kind of uh, relax your body, but to wake it up. And even though it's kind of a gray day and it's going to be maybe a typical rainy uh, Good Friday, that doesn't mean we have to carry that with us all day. Okay, so... When you feel like you're relaxed and comfortable, roll your shoulders back. Feel your chest opening up so you can, your natural breath can just be deeper, just a naturally deeper breath. If you can, close your eyes. Be aware of the body breathing. We're just relaxing the mind. We can count the breath. And if we're counting, the reason we're counting, so inhale one, exhale one, and then count two, two, and just count up to five, maybe up to ten, and start over. And the reason we're counting is because we can notice more readily when our mind becomes distracted. We lose count. Our mind can come distracted by anything coming to us in our body. There may be a pain or there may be uh, suddenly you feel something that becomes uncomfortable that was fine a minute ago. Something coming to you through your sense doors may cause your attention to be distracted. It can be a pleasant distraction or it can be an irritating distraction. But it's, if we're counting those breaths, we're very clear. Whoops, I forgot, was I on Two or three, was I on an in-breath or an out-breath? And in that, in that second of distraction, <clears throat> if we're counting the breaths, we can become aware of it. But we only do that counting as long as it's helpful for us. You'll reach a stage where you can just drop the counting because you know when your mind becomes distracted. And that's That will always happen, no matter how long you meditate. There'll be those distractions. But we began to understand that that's what we're learning about, is how distracted this mind becomes. So when we notice the distraction, we can more quickly just let it go. Like, let that go. Don't be distracted by it right now. Don't judge yourself. Just drop it. 
If it's something important, you can deal with it later, unless it's an emergency. But if it's a thought or something that uh, you want to investigate later, do it after the meditation. So give yourself the gift of this calm. This is time for yourself. is being with ourselves. Keep coming back to the breath.
Feel your body relaxing if you've been able to let go of even a few thoughts. If you've been able to come back to your breath most of the time. Don't judge the distractions that carry your mind away because this is always practice to see that, to see the distractive mind and just let it go and come back. You can continue sitting. I want to read my wish and uh, just read this for you before we end the meditation. May I become at times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those without light, a place of refuge for those who lack shelter, and a servant for all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until the time I attain awakening. So, may all of you be well and happy and Have peace in your heart. Make it through the difficult times with persistence and diligence. May you know peace. May everything we do and say and think today not only be done for our own benefit, but for the benefit of all sentient beings. So thank you so much for being here. Have a beautiful day. Yes, Ramadan. We have uh, Passover. Uh, today's Good Friday. So, uh, and we have Asian New Year. Uh, 
in uh, not the Chinese New Year, but in the countries in Southeast Asia. Uh, so it's a very special, very special day, very special holiday period. So take it all in and uh, be of good be of good cheer. Okay, make it through the difficult times with persistence, and it will change. Everything changes faster than we realize. Okay, thank you so much for being part of my practice. I'll see you on Sunday morning.